Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.34 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott alongside Cody Jansen. We'll be with you this week, next week, and perhaps even the week after that. Talking about uh, Darnell Nurse's new eight-year contract, $9.25 million. Some reaction here at 780-496-0063. A very astute texter has pointed out that, in fact, you cannot get eight years on the open market. A seven-year deal is the max term, and that is the purpose of uh, a sign-and-trade, for example, which is what... The Toronto Maple Leafs are trying to box the Edmonton Oilers into in that Zach Hyman contract. Not ultimately coming to fruition that way. Uh, And now we know that Darnell Nurse is locked up in his franchise. I mean, this is is a part of the core, right? And, And so for that reason... I think that the dollar value, you just kind of have to roll with it right now. Because in a couple of years, I believe that he will exceed the level of a $9.25 million defenseman. Let's get a couple thoughts from our NHL insider, John Shannon. His appearance is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, appreciate you joining the show. How's it going today? Good, Brendan. How are you? Not bad at all. So I don't think we've had a chance to get your reaction yet to uh, the Darnell Nurse deal that was rumored last week. Elliot Friedman and then coming to fruition eight years 9.25 million dollars per season um, given what we've seen other defensemen get I don't think this is too much of a surprise but I'd like to get your thoughts no I, I mean I think based on what happened with Zach Orensky and Zach Jones or Seth Jones uh, and and even Kale McCarr I, I think you know the, the market was set you know, and, and every every next defenseman, uh, you know, just uh, applaud a little louder when those kind of contracts for max term and max money get uh, get get put on the board. I mean, the, the next guy that's going to be smiling is Charlie McAvoy. The next guy that's going to be smiling, is, you know, is is, is is Morgan Riley. You know, both of those guys are you know are in that realm of that type of player. Uh, and now that the bar has been set around that nine million dollar mark, that's where we're going. 
Now, is it correct that last week on the show, you referenced perhaps a 10 plus million dollar price tag after a four year deal? Like if this was to be a shorter term thing at whatever price, you're saying the yeah. next contract could have been more like 10 plus million on an AAV. So, well, you watch, you watch next summer, uh, Brendan, uh, the guys that I mentioned, if they don't find I mean, uh, McAvoy can't sign, but if Riley waits and signs, Riley will Riley will come close to that number next year. Uh, McAvoy will get that number next year, uh, and if if uh, if Darnell had waited or had done a shorter term deal, maybe for less of a hit, uh, and had believed in himself, he 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 would be in the double digit number in four years. There's no question about it. That's the way the that's the way the business was going. You could see it pointing that way, and the, and the demand. For quality defensemen in this league, defensemen and centermen, right? The demand for those guys is absolutely at its ultimate right now. Why, why do you sense that there might be some apprehension in committing to you know a player, even though he's projecting right now, based on last season, certainly to be a number one guy moving forward for most, if not all, of this contract, and yet there's still a sense of apprehension about it and maybe committing too much money. And I, there was probably that in Chicago. I'm sure there was in Columbus as well, but here in Edmonton, it's it you know there was a lot of pushback at 9.25 million, despite the fact that this is a homegrown player who is part of this core who. Is, wants to be a part of this future. Well, let me let me ask you this: With what Seth is, or with what, I get Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse mixed up all the time. With what Darnell is making this year, because he's not this new contract doesn't kick in until next year. When that happens, his his AAV's down around eight. If they if they, if they made it a nine year deal and the first year was at five seven five, so in the end. Um, and hockey's a very conservative business. Nobody wants to take risk. Everybody wants to lock in long-term, both the team and the player, as opposed to what we've seen in other sports, like the NBA. The players are prepared to take risks on themselves in order to try to get that deal done. You know, it, you know I don't want to sign the five-year deal. At, uh, I want a two-year deal with a one-year option. You know, that's, that, that's the difference in the conservative nature of hockey more than anything else. I, I think in the end, you know, and let's face it, the Darnell thing is going to be a, a polarizing conversation for a lot of people, for a lot of people. But in the end, Kenny Holland knew that in year three, year four, that this is going to prove to be a really good deal, just like the Leon Dreisaitl deal is going to be a good deal. And it, it has turned out to be a pretty good deal, hasn't it? I, I would say so, without a doubt. Um, okay, now, <laughs> humorously. Brendan, you have to, here's the deal, Brendan, you have to fill for 20 seconds, okay? Can you fill for 20 seconds? I, I can certainly fill okay. for 20 you seconds. Fill for 20 seconds. Here we go. So, you know, this is, to me, where the value, and, and what does this say from the general manager, you know, to the rest of the core of this group, that they were willing to put money forward to secure an anchor here for this team, you know? And, and I don't know if I invest too much stock into the fact that, you know, there's, there's obviously strong off-ice relationships between he and Connor and Leon and the guys that are going to be a 
a part of this team's success moving forward through the duration of this contract. I mean, I think in addition to putting a really good player on the ice, this is a signal from management, another one, to the rest of the team here that they're ready to kick this thing into full gear and take off. And in order to do that, I think that you've got to, you know, sign your guys, especially. He understands this market and still wants to be here to be a part of well, it. And I think that, you know, in the, outside of Alberta, outside of a lot of places, uh, a lot of a lot of people talk about the Edmonton tax, and perhaps Darnell got an extra five hundred thousand dollars on his deal for the quote unquote Edmonton tax. I don't buy it. Uh, I think when you think a guy like Seth Jones got nine and a half, I think Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse are in the same category as far as defensemen. In fact, I would tell you based on what I watched last year, I thought Darnell had a better year than Seth did. Uh, so from that perspective, I think Darnell is right in the middle of that target of where he should be nine to nine and a quarter starting next year. And I, you know, this is we're it's it's very interesting that the you know the hockey fans, the public, are very frugal at times with money. Um, but it's you know Kenny Holland does this for a living, and I think we have to trust what Kenny Holland believes in for this organization. And that's where the nine and a half, nine and a quarter for eight years is a pretty good deal. I think chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling. Uh, how about the signing of Brendan Perlini, former first round pick comes in at uh, $750,000 on a one year two way deal. And, you know, and largely in part because he hasn't produced up to the standard that I think you would expect out of a first round pick, of course, but you know, here's a guy that is going to push, I think Devin Shore, certainly for that fourth line left wing spot. He can play center as well. What do you, what do you think of a, a signing like Perlini? Well, I'll tell you what, if Perlini gets hot, he's uh, he's a goal scorer. He can, you know, he can put the puck in the net. And, and I mean, I think that, you know, when, when, uh, when Holland signs a guy like Perlini, he's saying, okay, you know what, let, do we get the Perlini that was in Chicago, the Perlini that was in Vegas for a while? Who do we get? And so from that perspective, it could be a pretty good deal. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's much of a risk. It's certainly not a risk against the cap. Because his hit, if he gets sent to Bakersfield, if he doesn't get to put uh, picked up because he's going on waivers, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't affect the cap. There's not much risk involved in a play like Perlini, but if he can put the puck in the net, and as you know, secondary scoring has been a huge issue for the Edmonton Oilers. If secondary scoring, if he can fix it, then life's pretty good. And, uh, you know, we've seen them take flyers on a few players of this ilk, and, and oftentimes it doesn't work out. But, you know, somebody, as, as you mentioned, the, the junior scoring prowess of Perlini was definitely on display. Oh. Otherwise, he would not have been uh, selected so high in the draft in the first place. But these are players like this who maybe want to try and resurrect their career in, in a sense. Edmonton is, is becoming more and more an attractive destination. Look no further than Tyson Berry. But, you know, to get somebody like Perlini, who even for one year worth of cheap production you may not have been able to lure here before i think is significant for the uh, long-term direction of this franchise i would call it the connor mcdavid effect let's just call it what it is it's the connor <laughs> mcdavid effect and 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 believe in it and love it and trust it and go with it John Cooper, as we chat with John Shannon, John Cooper has been named the coach of Canada for the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. But before we dissect that, John, let's reset your confidence level in NHL participation in Beijing in 2022. Uh, I'm still 
I really am. I just think I just think it's it's going to be difficult to get over all the hurdles that the NHL needs. Uh, now, Gary Bettman uh, on, on the podcast that I work on, the Bob McCown podcast, Bettman told us last week that they're going to do their damnedest to get it done. Uh, if he had his druthers, he wouldn't go, but they're going to try to make it work. Uh, so I, I'm at a 50-50 right now, whether they go or not. Uh, and, and we're going to, now that Tokyo is over, Brendan, we're going to have a better idea, I think, in the next two to three weeks of understanding where the NHL is when it comes to Beijing. Can you shed any light on exactly what sort of difficulties or speed bumps or that sort of thing are, are hanging this up right now? Is it insurance issues? Uh, you know, some of the things that we sort of see every time the Olympics come up? Or, or what can you tell us about that? My understanding is insurance and the logistics have basically been handled. Uh, but it's it's access to uh, venues for the NHL, for their media. It's uh, the right to use footage, the right for the NHL you know, even to be uh, use the Olympic rings in marketing through this season. There are lots of ancillary parts of this system that are forcing the NHL to say, hey, we, you know, we're not giving this, we're not giving the players away. We need something to do with it. Uh, as far as John Cooper goes, it's, uh, it wasn't much of a surprise to me that Cooper was the guy. Uh, the interesting thing for me is with all the coaches that were signed, it wasn't Joel Quinville's not on the, uh, on the list. So that, to me, was interesting. Bruce Cassidy, Peter DeBoer, Barry Trott surrounding out that coaching staff. But to key in on John Cooper, obviously you don't need to beat the dead horse. He's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Not an easy thing to do, despite the team that he had at his disposal. What do you think the attributes uh, uh, that Cooper has, you know, what, what, are, what makes him the coach that he is and what, what makes him the right guy to lead Canada? First of all, he's a contrast to Mike Babcock after what we've seen with the pros there. And I, I think that that will be a bit of a revelation for the players. And that's not a knock at Mike. Mike played and coached a certain way and believed in a certain system. But I think John, John Cooper will have a much more laid-back approach. And I think the players will appreciate it. And I think he's the right guy at the right time. We, we've changed a, a great deal since uh, uh, the, the, the Sochi Olympics. And, and I, I think it's important to understand that since 2014, the world has changed that way and, and coaching has changed. Cooper's the right guy at the right time. Willie Desjardins leading Canada without NHL players to a yeah. bronze medal uh, back in, uh, that was Pyeongchang a couple of years back, yeah. if memory 2018, serves. Yeah. 2018, Three years ago, yeah. yeah. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon. It's Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now. John, uh, what did you think overall? Canada's uh, Olympic performance now coming to an end, uh, as the Tokyo Olympics have. How would you assess? I'd like to get your thoughts on the, on the production side of things with your television yeah. background. Uh, I thought the CBC did a really good job. And when I say CBC, you know, they they gave the footage and the and the, the content. To, you know, they sold it to TSN and Sportsnet, so everything was through the auspices of the CBC. Uh, I think the CBC did a solid job. I mean, they 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 were fair. They were they went beyond covering just Canadians. They did a classic job of covering a 17 day event, and I think that's important. They did a very very good job. In Canada's performance specifically, like right across the board, you talk about the likes of Penny Alexiak now becoming the most decorated Canadian Olympian, uh, uh, Kelsey Mitchell taking the yeah. uh, the in cycling, wow. and there's just so many enriching and inspiring stories. Personally, for me, what landed you know, the hardest was watching the Canadian women finally slay the beast and, and take down gold in soccer. That was, uh, was excellent. Was there a highlight of, of particular interest for you? I, I think the soccer game was. 
Uh, I think that Friday morning when, gosh, four and a half million Canadians got up and watched the game across the country and uh, Jesse Fleming with uh, ice water in her veins of the penalty kick and then uh, young Grasso in, 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 uh, in, in the penalty shots and, and what Stephanie LeBelle, uh, LeBay did uh, in goal. I mean, uh, uh, and, I, you know, I, 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 we live in the west end of Toronto, not far from Oakville. And, uh, uh, Christine Sinclair is a local legend. And, uh, to win the gold medal for her, I, I, I view that as something very, very special, Brendan. The fact that she was able to play with some of the girls that she inspired yeah. back in, what, 2000 when she broke into the national circuit is is mind-blowing. And, that, and I, even getting chills right now as we talk about it. Isn't it something? It really is. It, absolutely. That's a, that, see, that's, that's the magic and the legacy of the Olympics. Well, you know, a young, a young, a young Grasso saying at 11 years old, she watched in 2012 lose to the Americans 4-3, and she vowed to to play in Tokyo and not lose. So that's that's what makes the Olympics so special. Absolutely. A couple more here for John Shannon, our NHL insider. Anything moving on Jack Eichel right now? What's the latest? <laughs> no. Uh, I think everybody's in pockets, whether it's uh, the special surgery that Eichel wants or the conventional surgery that the team wants. Uh, Teams don't have access to his medical records. There's there's lots of different things up for grabs right now, and I I, I just I don't and I don't think his agent's press release. Uh, I don't think it really uh, really helped anything. So from from that perspective, he's in a tough tough spot. He's in a tough, tough spot right now. Wouldn't be surprising, Brendan, for me to say that he'll start the season with the Sabres. That was my next question, 100%. I mean, it's, see, I'm getting the sense now with the way that this is just kind of stalled out and these two sides not getting any closer that he's. I can see a holdout situation uh, not too far from I, here, I don't think he'll. I, I don't think he'll hold out because he's going to have to prove to people he can play. You know, he's going to have to decide at a certain point whether to do the surgery or not, one way or the other. But then he's going to have to decide and prove to people he can still play the game. We've seen it benefit general managers in the past and maybe look no further than Yesapoliarvi in that whole situation. General managers just being patient, sometimes it works out. And the way that we've seen Kevin Adams operating so far and sort of sticking to his price tags on, on the fire sale there, uh, he obviously hasn't gotten what he wants for Eichel, right? No, no, he hasn't. And they're, they're demanding a lot. You know, there's four or five pieces right now. That's a lot to demand for a player that right now I think you have to consider as damaged goods. John, always a pleasure connecting with you. Appreciate your time. We'll chat soon. Okay, man. Talk to you later. All right. That is our NHL insider, John Shannon. His appearance is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. No overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reed Wilkins coming up a little later on. We're going to hear from Craig Simpson as we replay Champions Week here on Oilers. Now, we'll press pause quickly. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen with you. It's 12.51 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here with you. Some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Talking Darnell Nurse, among uh, a myriad of other things with John Shannon there. Some reaction again on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Terry in North Edmonton says, Ken Holland, he hasn't won a playoff series since 2013, I think. So is he really that great of a GM? Depends whether you buy into his history of multiple Stanley Cups. What was it? How many 20 plus years consecutively of playoff appearances? But he's not a good GM. 
Is there a better one that was available to the team when the hiring was being done? I, I just, I'm not sure. KDK, he says that uh, Nurse will outperform his new contract, whereas the comparables, Jones, Wierenski, Dougie Hamilton, will all fail because the game of hockey is played as a team and Nurse will remain on the ice with a strong Oilers team, including McDavid and Dreisaitl. Why analyze Nurse in a vacuum any other way? And I think that that's sort of where I was coming from in being a little bit, dismissive of the analytics argument because I don't know why you're looking for reasons to discredit a player who has finally popped offensively like he did in junior by the way that was kind of how Darnell Nurse played if you could factor in an offensive upgrade out of his game you know and and by all accounts he's training just as hard this offseason in fact I believe I have an audio clip here about what he's trying to train let's double check on that absolutely let's get to it if I have that potted up absolutely <laughs> no he's somewhere going and you know it's I, I never really pinpoint one thing i want to work on it's more of just an overall game and and it's like you know to be a, to be an impact player each and every night you have to contribute on both sides of the ice and, uh, for me i'm a big student in the game let's watch um love to watch things break them down see tendencies and whatnot they go over go on over the course of the season and then uh, you know try to implement them implement better either better tendencies build off things that have done well um so i mean i'm just kind of going through that process you know watching watching and, and you know building things that can continue to, to work on and continue to, to bring each and every night they'll help uh help us get to help us get to the next level so uh you know as, as far as pinpointing one thing I, i'm more so just bringing on a little bit of everything to skating to working as working with my skills coach and um you know, just trying to come in even even more complete uh next year and I said that it's uh, last year was great, and um, there's there's really good things to to look back on and say yeah, I improved in this area and that area. But you know, for, for me, there's no there's no sense of being content or being happy with uh, with with how last year went. I just want to move on and be better because I know there's uh, more levels to get to. There you go. A commitment to improving. I think he's trying to be a role model for Evan Bouchard in that same realm, which is important because that's going to inspire Nurse to be better. And obviously it's going to inspire Bouchard to be better. And, you know, you you look at the way this defense is constructed, and I think that Bouchard needs to make some strides defensively here in order to be relied upon in the role that I think he's capable of, number one, and, and secondly, that his camp envisions him in probably as soon as the end of this season. Don't be surprised if it's Darnell Nurse and, and you know, I, I, Barry's going to start there, but if it's Evan Bouchard come March, don't be surprised because this is the ceiling of this player. I don't want to pump the tires too hard or get ahead of ourselves here, but... You know, to have somebody like Nurse being the role model, I think that's a good thing. And the commitment to the program does not show up on a Corsi sheet. I cannot underscore that enough. Texture says Gretzky won four cups over 35 years ago. It doesn't mean you could bring them back to the league as a player and you would just win another one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like Holland, he may have been a good GM a long time ago. It doesn't mean that he's still is, especially with the way the game changes so frequently. He's out of touch and he's out of date. He brought in somebody who can contribute right now when he knew that Oscar Clefbaum wasn't going to be able to. That's Duncan Keefe. So add another $1.7 million. I think the difference in cap space was there. 
I, I just I don't think that we should be evaluating these moves until we see it unfold on the ice because this is a very different looking Oilers team. It was always going to be after this summer in particular. That was always the case when Holland was hired a couple of summers ago. It was about this one where all of the money that we've now seen allocated to different areas where the forward depth is as good as it's been in, I don't know, decades, perhaps. You know, this is what Holland was building up towards look at the Athanasiu trade and you're going to be frustrated by his body of work why don't they have any draft picks right now well that was a gamble he had to take on a 30 goal scorer who had a little bit of team control left so in the bigger scope of things I have a hard time reigning all over everything that Holland has done and especially now before we've even seen the new product on the ice so let's exhale let's be excited that a number one if you don't think Nurse is a number one defenseman, he's at least a number two defenseman in the NHL, period. Period. On what team is he a number two? Tampa? A team that used a top five draft pick on a defenseman, you could make that argument. I, I think that, you know, we could, we could go through the list and we could find the, the different names that we agree are number one defensemen. I promise you Darnell is one of the 32 teams that has like he's he's a defenseman that you want on your team he is no worse than a two but he is a number one based on how we performed last year the question remaining was that a flash in the pan or is he able to do it year in and year out he's getting paid like he can now so it's up to him to execute 12:59 in edmonton coming up on the other side of a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell we'll hear from craig simpson talking about the dynasty years uh did anything big happen today in 1988 we'll probably discuss that in hour number two as well brendan escott cody jansen with you on oilers now oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6:30. chad